This WBEZ podcast is supported by the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. Suicide is a topic that hides in the shadows. It's time we talk away the dark, learn how to spot the warning signs for suicide, and how you can have an open, caring, real conversation to help save lives. Visit the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention to watch the new short film and learn more at AFSP.org slash talkawaythedark. Think on your feet for our Fast and Curious 5K, a -a one-of-a-kind race hosted by WBEZ and the Chicago Sun-Times on Saturday, July 27th at Humboldt Park. More info and early bird registration at WBEZ.org slash events. I'm Sasha Ann Simons, and this is Reset. Chicagoans living in a homeless encampment in Fireman's Park in Avondale say a planned cleaning sweep is an effort to remove them. The city says that's not the case and that sweeps happen to ensure the safety and public health of all Chicagoans, including those experiencing homelessness. Well, despite that, advocates are pushing for the city to do more than sweeps and to put real resources toward permanent housing. Joining me now is Alderman Carlos Ramirez Rosa of the 35th Ward, which covers parts of Avondale, Logan Square, and Hermosa. Alderman, welcome to Reset. Thanks for having me. Also with us is Andrea Zellin, a member of Avondale Mutual Aid's unhoused support team. Andrea, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I want to start with you, Andrea. Uh, I want to give folks a sense of who and where we're talking about. Uh, Because Fireman's Park is is a city plaza in Chicago's Avondale neighborhood. Uh, this is at the intersection of Kimball, Milwaukee, and Diversity, right? Yes. What can you tell us about the folks living in the encampment there? Yeah, so I have been visiting with folks there um, for five or six months now. Um, people switch around all the time who's living in encampment. People either move away somewhere else, you know, find work, get stable housing, but there's pretty much a revolving door of folks staying there. Um, currently the folks I've been talking to the most there and, and hanging out with are, uh, Carlitos and Jay. Um, they're kind of helping out everyone there, um, keeping things in order, helping clean up the park, um, helping new friends who come by get tents and get settled and get supplies they need. Um, but it's just a group of guys who have found a new family together there, um, and are working to make a home for themselves there. Alderman, can you explain what happens when the city decides that it's going to conduct a clean sweep? Yeah, so, um, you know, the city of Chicago has to post that they're going to come in and clean an area. The Department of Family and Support Services and the Department of Streets and Sanitation have protocols that they need to follow. Um, In this instance, what residents of Fireman's Park told Avondale Mutual Aid and told my office is that the city came out uh, not this weekend, but uh, the weekend before last, uh, and said, you've got to get out of here. Uh, you've got to move these tents. We're going to come, and if you don't move these tents, all these things are going to be thrown away. Um, and uh, they also state that the city, at that point in time, the city workers began to actually discard some of the items that were there, uh, which would be against uh, city policy. Um, so the notices went up, um, and the notices said that the city would be out on July 6th. Um, and the city also put stickers on the tents. And based upon our conversations with the Chicago Coalition of the Homeless, the city in the past, once they say they've stickered your tent, that means they don't have to come out and post again. They can just say, look, we put a notice on your tent that it needs to be moved. Uh, we can now come out at any point in time and throw away your tent if you 
uh, don't get out of here. Um, and so, you know, I, I understand now that the city's saying, oh, this was really just a routine cleaning. We didn't mean to displace anyone. I, I think that's a little bit of damage control. I think they were a little bit shocked by the response from the community. Um, I found out about this plan, uh, you know, sweep from community residents, from Avondale Mutual Aid. I then proceeded to reach out to the Department of Family Support Services, mm -hmm. and what they told me was uh, that this came directly from the mayor's office, that the cleaning was going to move forward, and that the tents needed to be moved. Um, so I think once the community organized and said, no, this isn't the solution to homelessness, getting people into housing is the solution to homelessness, at that point in time, the story changed, and now the city's saying, well, we just wanted to go in there and clean. Um, in the past, when the city has wanted to go into a spot and clean, they've worked with my office uh, so that we're not discarding any homeless person's belongings, uh, so that we're not acting in a hostile manner towards them. Mm -hmm. um, that's not what occurred here. I, I think it was pretty clear that the, the order came from the top down to, to get those tents out of there. Andrea, to that end, you know, the city says that these cleaning sweepings are, are, are they're, that they're routine, right? And they're, they're done along streets and, and parkways uh, and for the health and safety of residents, including those same unhoused people. Yes, Do you think the city has a point? If that was the case, I've, I've talked to those residents many times in the past week, and they said that they are more than happy to help the city clean up the park. They live there, too, and they you know, have brooms and dustpans and have been cleaning it up on their own as much as possible as well. They have no problem with helping the park get cleaned up. But the way the city acted in this specific instance, and we've seen happen throughout the city many times, is that the city came in aggressively, told them they had to leave, came back every single day last week telling them that their tents had to be discarded, they had to move, they weren't allowed to stay there anymore. They also got mixed responses. Some people came by one day and said, once the cleanup's over, you can move back in. Someone came back the next day and said, you know, once you know, once these tents, the cleanup happens, you're not allowed to come back. Someone else came back and said, you're only allowed to set up at night and not during the day. It creates so much instability for the residents there when departments are communicating, when the city is making these drastic actions without talking to the aldermen, talking to community groups, talking to the residents in more of a strategic way that where they feel safe and comfortable knowing what's going on. Um, the residents there have no issue with helping the city clean up and keeping the park clean and making sure that it's a good place for them and also for other neighbors. Mm -hmm. But it's just the way that the actions were taken was not that. It was a very aggressive move trying to get them out of the park, which just moves them somewhere else and creates a new and stable life for them somewhere else because they've been here for a while and are establishing places they can go work and places they can stay and safe spaces for them to be in and just forcing them somewhere else isn't going to create any solutions for them. Well, the city also says, you know, listen, we followed protocol. They say they even offered to find spaces and shelters for those unhoused people. So, Andrea, what's the alternative here? What do you want the city to do? Shelters are not the solution in Chicago. Um, we are still dealing with the pandemic and Putting a lot of people in a small space is not the right answer. Also, shelters in Chicago are in stable living situations. There's a lot of regulations on who can come in, when they can come in, where they can go, what stuff they can bring in. And so residents don't feel comfortable or safe going into it. A lot of them have had bad experiences in shelters before. Um, 
And so they just, that doesn't seem like a long-term solution for folks. We want the city to invest in actual housing, actual job programs, actual solutions that will provide long-term support and long-term opportunities for folks living at the encampments. Um, and coming in once in a while to clean up and force them somewhere else isn't helping anyone. Alderman, your take is that this is not enough, what the city is saying. What's your solution then? Well, the city isn't really offering a solution. What they're offering is to move an encampment from place to place. And seemingly what occurred here is, you know, the mayor lives about two blocks away from Fireman's Park. I'm assuming, based upon the information that we've received, that perhaps she drove by one day, she didn't like seeing the tents there, and said, get them out of there, (laughs) based upon the conversations that I've had. And again, I've had a very good working relationship with the Department of Family Support Services. They've worked with me to come in and humanely clean, where we actually work with the residents to say, okay, on this day, we're going to come out. You know, if you could move your tents, we'll power wash that section there. We'll clean up, you know, the the sidewalk in that uh, portion of the public way. That's not what happened here. The city was very clear and direct with me. This order came from the mayor's office, and we don't care what you have to say. We don't care what the community groups have to say. Those tents have to be moved. It wasn't until we did the action on on Tuesday with the community, with community groups, over nine community groups have now sent letters to the mayor's office, that then the messaging changed. And they said, no, actually what's happening here is we were just going to do a cleaning, and we offered people shelter, and they refused it. Um, You know, shelters um, are notorious for having bed bugs. Shelters are notorious for being a place of violence, uh, where women are assaulted, uh, where individuals have their belongings stolen from them. I've heard from people that have said that they've been woken up at 6 a.m. in the morning at a shelter and forced to read the Bible. It's not a pleasant place. It's not an adequate place to provide people. And so if you're someone that's faced with homelessness and you're saying, well, I can live on a tent and I can have autonomy uh, and I'm not woken up at 6 in the morning and forced to read the Bible and the risk of me getting bed bugs or some other disease from someone uh, is much less, I think you're going to pick living in the tent rather than living in the shelter. The solution is home, uh, to homelessness is housing. That's what all the studies say. Um, and we in the city of Chicago now have an opportunity to use the $1.8 billion in federal American rescue plan dollars that we're receiving to make a serious investment towards ending homelessness in the city of Chicago. Other cities are doing this. Austin is allocating $100 million. So what they're saying is we're no longer going to move encampments from place to place, right? You go to an encampment, you say, get out of here, move your tents. That just moves the problem to another neighborhood, but, right? But that means that you're going to have an encampment someplace else. But so you're, you're a member of city council. What are you doing about the housing oh, yeah. issue? Yes, absolutely. Well, we've introduced the Chicago Rescue Plan Ordinance. Um, so the Chicago Rescue Plan Ordinance would allocate about $123 million from the federal American Rescue Plan dollars that we've received towards this permanent solution, which is getting people rapidly into housing. Um, we can purchase motels. We can purchase existing buildings. We can refurbish them and update them relatively quickly to be able to provide people with a stable, permanent apartment. And that is the first step to getting people off the street. All of the research shows that when you provide that person with that stable, permanent apartment, that's when you're going to be able to begin to provide the job services, the health uh, and, and mental health care services. So that's where we need to head as a city. It's not saying let's go sweep an encampment in Uptown, let's go sweep an encampment in Avondale, and then that encampment ends up someplace else. It's let's invest the money that we're receiving from the federal government to get housing for the people of the city of Chicago that are currently living on the streets. Andrea, as part of the 
Avondale Mutual Aid Team, you connect unhoused people with basic needs and, and resources. What do these folks need beyond permanent housing? Honestly, just human decency, care all the time. Um, so many folks that we check out uh, and check in on and help out, you know, need some train passes to be able to get to doctor's appointments or to um, job opportunities and anything like that. As a mutual aid organization, our whole focus is on solidarity, not charity. So we want to talk to members of the encampments and to other unhoused folks in the city and ask them directly what they need. There's no universal answer. Every single person has a different story and a different situation they're in. And so it's important to figure out individualized plans. Housing is definitely something that all of them want and are interested in. Some folks are, you know, moving around a lot and so they choose to be unhoused but that is very rare most folks have been dealing with landlords who have hiked up their prices and they're no longer able to pay some are recovering from abuse or addiction and are trying to find new ways to live their life and are trying to recover and it's really hard to do that on the street so we just need more support more mental health support more like recovery support that isn't prisons and jails and, you know, criminalizing everything. We need communities to stick up for each other. Um, As a mutual aid organization, almost all of our funding comes from our community, our neighbors, people donating to us to help out community members and whatever needs are affirming to them and that they've asked us for. So we just need to stick up for each other. We need, you know, folks like the aldermen here who, when we reached out with this issue, made direct actions. Other neighborhood organizations did the same thing. So we just need communities to stick together and stand up for it um, and stand up for each other. The biggest thing is that we're upset about is that it took us making a public press conference and getting the media involved to see the mayor's office make a statement about this and backtrack on their original plan and it shouldn't take that much we shouldn't have to push that hard for our neighbors and our and unhoused residents to get basic decency and basic support for what they're dealing with we're almost out of time here but alderman before we wrap the chicago rescue plan ordinance that you're pushing for of course to, to get more funding for permanent housing uh it would put 125 million dollars toward addressing homelessness uh, the ordinance also includes other efforts like funding for violence prevention. Is the political will there, do you think, to, to fund and address these issues right now in Chicago? Uh, I misspoke. It's $137 million towards uh, homelessness assistance. Um, and then it also includes things like $100 million towards uh, mental health services. You know, right now we have 12 co-sponsors out of 50 in the Chicago City Council. Uh, I've spoken with a lot of other aldermen that are currently not co-sponsoring this ordinance, and there is a definite interest in uh, figuring out how we as a city council can allocate this money to meet the needs in our communities. Uh, Obviously, I've identified homelessness as a major need that needs to be addressed, and that's why I've been pushing this so strongly in this ordinance and as a way to spend the American Rescue Plan uh, dollars. Um, I, I think that there definitely is, is a lot of interest in the city council. Um, the mayor has said that she wants to use the vast uh, bulk of that money towards servicing debt. Uh, Chase is doing okay right now. Our communities are not. Um, the thought that we would give the lion's share of our dollars to Chase Bank when we have such a dire need in our streets 
uh, the federal government allocated these dollars so that our cities can get back up off our feet after this pandemic. Right. Uh, and we're only going to be able to do that if we invest in our communities. So I think there is political will. I think it's growing every single day. Uh, and obviously coming on shows like yours and, and talking about this with the public hopefully will help us move the needle a little bit in the right direction. We'll have to leave it there. That is Alderman Carlos Ramirez Rosa of the 35th Ward and Andrea Zellin with Avondale Mutual Aid. Thank you both for talking with us today. That's today's Reset. Want to hear more conversations around the stories that matter to you most? Well, make sure you're subscribed or tell your smart speaker to play WBEZ's Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. Thanks for making us a part of your day. We'll meet again tomorrow. Thanks for listening to the news live on WBEZ and NPR. The WBEZ stream sounds great in the kitchen on your smart speaker and anywhere on the WBEZ app. Listen every day.